in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. This is a show that we do for our patrons over at Patreon. Uh, They send in whatever they'd like us to talk about. We don't know what it is in advance. We just answer them as they come in. So it's a surprise to us as much as it is you. And John, I believe it's your turn to start this time. Well, let's do it. Uh, Our first one comes here from Matt Scanlon. Says, hey guys, what is a movie you haven't or only a few times talked about that is one of your favorites? Thanks for taking my question. Well, Fletch, I think I've only managed to get it on maybe two lists ever. It's come up in the discussion of I always say it's my favorite movie because I don't have a favorite movie. Right. You don't I just think that question that question is utterly impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like what mood am I in? Because right. clearly, as we discussed on Tuesday's show, yeah, I've been in an, uh, an action movie binge lately. Right, I haven't watched Fletch. Did I think about potentially using Fletch for our topic on Tuesday? Yes, I did. I could have shoehorned it in there. I th- I think it's better as a movie. Oh yeah, oh, it was a series. Yeah, that would have yeah. been interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the characters would get old. Yeah, probably. I think the the over the top stupid nature of it for a movie is yeah. it works perfectly. But writing for, that kind of comedy too would be difficult to sustain over. Yeah, to where you're still finding it funny and you don't need the fucking you know laugh track type yeah. of. I don't want to turn it to that because that seems like the natural progression, like Night Court 2.0. Oof. Yeah, I'm still watching it, man. I just watched the third episode last night. I I don't know. I guess I just, you know, I just love John Larroquette, man. So so do I. I wanted nothing more than to see Larroquette kill it again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, God bless you. You've watched more than I have. He's the, he's the only reason to keep watching. No, nothing against Melissa Roush or any of the other actors. I just think they're kind of miscast in these roles. And it's very, it's a very saccharine adept, uh, uh, reboot, I guess you would say. Um, and it's the only time it's really alive is when she's talking about Harry, uh, when she's talking to Lara Cat. Other than that, the show goes for the easy jokes, the dumb jokes, yeah. and they were all just much more intelligent in the 1980s version. Even Bull, who was just slow on the take, he still had very strong opinions about things. And this show doesn't make any strong opinions anywhere. I, I wonder if this is happening now, too. I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but I wonder if this is happening now with a lot of this stuff. It's like, how can we write a show that doesn't offend anybody on the mainstream network, on a main, on a prime network? Yeah, and that's very true. It's, it's a great point. Yeah. Because um, Law and Order is about the most fucking milquetoast thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life in the new iteration. It is ridiculous. I love the old Law and Orders, man. They were great. This new law and order is like, don't say that. If you say that, you know what this means. Why did you say that? What, what are you trying to say? Uh, and it's, oh, my fucking Christ. Like, stop it. Trump, solve the case, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if you're 
worried about who you're going to offend while you're trying to tell jokes, then your jokes are going to suck. They are. They just are. A joke is funny because it offends someone. It doesn't have to be offensive. Right. Right. But if it's, if it's not making fun of someone or taking a shot or something, if it's all fucking kid glove stuff, then that comedy is awful. Yeah. Uh, even if you make whoever's delivering the joke the butt of the joke, that's fine. So long as they take themselves down hard enough, and it doesn't have to be vulgar and nasty. Anything. Go watch Brian Regan. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah, he's one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only comedian I've paid to see since I've earned a paycheck from comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if you're worried about, because like in that first episode, the Roz character, I don't know yeah. what it is in this one, when she's trying to find the person that keeps messing with her board and like, look, if you didn't see it's that one dude, as yeah. soon as she introduced it, I don't think you're paying attention to the show. But if that's the level of comedy, like that's supposed to be the zany comedy, that's awful. That's beyond yeah. awful. Yeah, that is seen in this last one where she is, the Roz character is like, obsessed with the otherworldly and she looks she's telling some story to the judge for a few seconds and turns to her right and the guy who plays the the guy who was rearranging the number or letters he simply has ducked under the couch to tie a shoe and she's like oh my god he's lost into a time portal and then he stands up nope just tying my shoes oh my god and i'm like what the fuck is this stupid ass joke like how is that just was ridiculous man so yeah how is that funny yeah, it's not. It's stupid funny, which is not okay. funny. It's saccharine. Um, I don't know how many lists. I don't think I've li- worked on a lot of lists in for the uh, Citizen Kane. So I don't know if True. there's been that many lists because we don't really dive into classic stuff that much. So, and the bio, it wouldn't really qualify. Kind of, I guess it does qualify, but not really for a biopic because it's not a real person. Yeah. Um, so I've yeah, I've kind of kept it out of those kinds of things, but yeah, that's the film that I, you know, I, I thoroughly love. Could never talk enough about. Um, and but it's only found its way on the list a few times. Yeah. Um, shit. Some other. I mean, there are a bunch of movies that are excellent that don't make yeah. a lot of lists. Like yeah. Um, like how many times do you think we've talked about Wizard of Oz? Oh, but hardly any. Hardly any. And I think that movie is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it, part of this show is we want to do different stuff, but yeah. there is a limit as to what people will tune into. Right. And uh, we ran into that early on. It's like, how many more superhero shows can we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why we you don't see many from us because we've done a lot of fucking superhero. It's like, I don't know what else there is to do at this point on that that topic. And there's a but lot people. of, and there's a lot of sports topics that we've kind of shied away from because those don't do good numbers for us. So there's probably a shit ton of sports movies that we've only given yeah. a cursory conversation to, or um, or not even brought up, you know, because there's a crap ton of sports movies out there that are great, or good, or fun to talk about. But you know, early on we saw our numbers for those sports episodes, and oh, it would be so dramatic, yeah. like, you know. Nice high peaks, high peaks. And what was that week? Woo, the Mariana's Trench. And then we go back to anything else, not sports, yeah. and be like, all yeah. right, they're 
I had somebody who was like, you know, uh, they asked me to guest on their show and they're like, what do you mm. want to do for a topic? And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever you want. And they asked my interests and they were like, oh, sports. We've never done sports. And I was like, listen, I don't know if your show audience is the same as what we have on top 10, but, but we should find another topic just so you know. And they were like, thank you for that. We had never thought about it. I was like, they just, the Venn diagram doesn't yeah. cross over as much as we would like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does exist, but it's sure. not to the degree that we want. Um, yeah, as long as you as long as you know going in, you're not going to get numbers on that episode. Then you're fine to do, it, and you're fine to do it. Then do it. Knock yourself out, but don't go in expecting you to get big numbers on that episode. Oh, you want one of our last ones to be a sports episode? Like, oh. <laughs> hey, I you know me, I don't go give full bore, baby. I do it. Let's do the live show sports episode. Um, no, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, certainly uh, a lot of those that we haven't talked yeah. about. Sure, a lot of classic films, like I'm sure we haven't explored film noir as the top 10 film. We've no. never discussed musicals because Matt doesn't like musicals, but like, uh, you know, we've never done a top I... 10 musicals. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't want to blanket say I hate, I don't like musicals. Right. Okay, fair enough. How would you go? The ones you that think? I do like, I, I really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I can't get to 10 because I haven't seen 10 that I could genuinely say, I really like this movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, it's one of my shortcomings, I guess, when yeah. it comes to, to cinema. We all got the, I mean, I, we've rarely done top 10 horror stuff uh, of most of anything because it's not really yeah, my bag. I mean, we did it with the Wangers for the um, Halloween like years ago. And we've done Yeah, but we let them carry our water. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, you tell us what should be on this list because yeah. we don't know. <laughs> Which I'm yeah. fine with doing, like bringing an expert in that field. I of would course. rather listen to you tell me why I should go yeah. watch VHS. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Uh, it's either VHS or VHS 2, but that's what they recommended. That's the one that stuck in. I can't remember any of the others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, somebody sent in a topic more than once on our Boss Hogs that wanted us to do Studio Ghibli. Oh, yeah, Studio and Ghibli. you were like, I, I would have to catch up. Well, I would say I would have to take at least a week to catch up on all the Studio Ghibli stuff. I yeah. Had, you know, because uh, they wouldn't you know, want to rush it, you know. But that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the you key. know a movie that I love that I don't know that may maybe I've snuck it onto a list. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever have. Uh, Minute Work, the Estevez oh, brothers. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> Is it? It's some. You know, piece de resistance. No, but I, I, I'm a big fan. Keith David. You got what's his name from summer school? Um, Mark Harmon. No, 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 no. One of the two stoner kids. Oh, he's in a ton right. of movies, but okay. the the brunette, who I always thought would have a bigger career. I always right. found him likable and charming. Yeah, and he pops up every once and again and stuff, but never to the degree. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I, I got a soft spot for that movie. Yeah. So yeah, we there's just some ones we don't get to all the time. Oh, we couldn't get to because of blind spots. Yeah. Or just not, you know, that the topics never kind of li- lined up for a lot of that stuff, you know. So um sure. Um, all right. So should we move on to the next one? Uh yeah, you want to take a break before we do? Oh, yes, absolutely. All right, hear this word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after this. Okay, there we go. Um, so we are moving on. Thank you, Matt Scanlon, for that question. Yes. Uh, next one comes from Oliver Madrill. Ooh. And says, apologies in advance. Okay. It's a hell of a warning. 
says, hey, guys, I finally got around to watching the Godfather movies over the holidays. I don't oh, like boy. the start of this. Yeah, neither do oh, I. Oh, they lived up to the hype. But after oh. Godfather 2, I got to thinking about Al Pacino and how astonishing he is in both movies. Apologies for the question I must ask. Pacino or De Niro, why? Wow. I think I remember you both choosing De Niro as your ultimate guest on a previous Topic Thunder. But I feel like surely Dirty Grandpa in the slew of late career crap he's put out must have had an impact on things. Wishing you both all the best for your year ahead. Cheers, Ollie. Wow. What do you got? I'm glad you got to start this one. <laughs> I mean, you can't also deny that Pacino was in Jack and Jill and Pacino has done some not so good work either on the par that Robert De Niro has done, but Pacino with hunters, I think has been an incredible uh, re resuscitation of his career or revitalization, revitalization of his abilities. I mean, I finished watching season two in like two days. It was fucking incredible. And he is damn good in it. How they brought him back. So, God, this is tough, man, because the thing that, that strikes both of them is that I could never see them in love scenes. Like, I just don't ever buy when they're in any kind of love scenes. Okay. Because, I mean, Pacino kissing Mich Diane Venora in Heat is so weird and uncomfortable. Him with Michelle Pfeiffer and Frankie Johnny is weird and uncomfortable. De Niro with um, uh, Meryl Streep is kind of weird and heartburn. And De Niro with – or no – yeah, dinner with Jane Fonda and falling in love. And then, oh, no, was it Nicholson with? Yeah, I guess it was Nicholson with Street. But no, De Niro's done like some stuff and it hasn't really resonated with me. But I, I think the better actor is De Niro. Yeah. But I think the more entertaining actor is Pacino between the both. Because I've never seen Pacino do what De Niro did in Awakenings. And I think De Niro, True. like you could argue De Niro, uh, um, Pacino's Raging Bull is Scarface. And that's not, and it's a great, great performance. The film itself is not a good, not, you know, it's not a classic film. It is classic in the way that you love in, you know, films like that. But like, it's not really considered a masterpiece. Whereas Raging Bull is possibly considered the greatest sports movie ever made and in the top conversation of movies ever made ever. And it's De Niro's performance. Sorry. So uh, I would say that it's, man, you almost fucking made me blow my brain up. Like I have to choose one. I guess I'd have to go with De Niro as the, 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 yeah, the better actor. Um, that hurt. Yeah. If I, if you uh, mentally, if I just put their two resumes next to one another yeah. De Niro has more than I'm going back for. Yeah. Right. Um, first off, you got good fellas. Oh my God. Which good. I will watch right now. I will watch it over the Godfather mm -hmm. just because I, f I find it more in a more entertaining film. Yeah. Nothing. I'm not like slagging off on the Godfather. No, uh, no. I just think good fellas is a little bit more accessible. And I could start at any point, whereas Godfather, I really feel like I need to start in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but then after that, yeah, you bring up something like Awakenings. Yeah. And that's a great departure. But then you also have 
analyze this, which is oh my god, so, yeah, Sweet. solid comedy from yes. De Niro. Holy shit, yes. And Pacino doesn't really have that as best I can remember. No, Jack and Jill is the closest thing he has, and it's terrible. Yeah. But I mean, at least I do like that Pacino does all those HBO movies. Oh, yes. He was great as Joe Paterno. He's great as Phil Spector. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, the Kevorkian one. Oh, I haven't seen the Kevorkian one. I got to see the Kevorkian one. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's taking swings over on that side. Right. Thanks. But even even in the Irishman, right, um, Matt? Like we saw them in Heat; they're essentially equal in Heat. But in the Irishman, you can tell like Pacino is taking the showier role because that's the inclination of Pacino for the last three decades, three four decades. De Niro taking the more understated role, the role that has a little more nuance to it and levels to it and changes in an arc. And I think although the scenes with Pacino are fantastic and vibrant and you're involved in it like his battle with um Stephen graham um you know the playing you know calling him you know you people are calling you know late all that kind of stuff those are entertaining scenes but when you're watching the movie it's de niro who is like fucking anchoring you into that story and i think that's that's the difference pacino's a great actor but it's but i feel like de niro is the consummate actor and there's the difference you know and let's agree that Pesci effortlessly outshines both of them. Well, fair, hundred percent fair. Not even trying, yeah, and he yeah, outshines yeah. both of them. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm gonna put that. On. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I love that movie. I watched that movie. I fuck. I put an hour on it the other night on Netflix. I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna watch an hour. And you're right. Pesci, without saying a goddamn word, owns the fucking scenes. Man, it's incredible. Yeah, just sitting in that booth, just mm. like, who's this guy? What is this guy about? Why is he... everybody cowtown to him? Mm-hmm. And you buy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just De Niro has a more varied choice. Yeah. It's like depending on what type of mood that I'm in, he there's a better chance that he's made something that's gonna fit that mood. Whereas Pacino's pretty serious at all times. Unless he's going full chewing scenery, devil's advocate or something. Right. You've never seen De Niro chew scenery. That's not really his thing. And I think there's something to be said about that. No, if it does, it's like a, a the kettle boiling over. Yeah, 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 it builds to that. Whereas sometimes Pacino's like in Heat, all these years later, and he's like, "Well, look, I, I the character motivation for that was he was on cocaine." <laughs> Knowing it now, like, okay, right, sure, I could say, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the great ass and all that. Um. But in the moment, it was just like, wow, this this is a bold choice. Yeah. Doesn't detract from the film. Even in Godfather Part Two, they're they're essentially delivering two equally fantastic performances. Right? You might give the edge to Pacino because there's more in the menace of Pacino, but equally interesting performances. But there's not, you know, I know he's got Serpico and Justice for All and these. And The Godfather, obviously, but I mean, if you're looking at De Niro, Taxi Driver, The Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, King of Comedy, The Mission, Untouchables, Midnight Run, Goodfellas, and then Awakenings in 19. Like, that's, you're fucking, oh, there, hell, I'll go one more year extra to Cape Fear in 91. There is no Pacino Cape Fear. Yeah. You know, that, that you just, he's, 
He's the better actor. He's the better actor. Fuck. He, he's just chosen roles that show more range. Yeah. Yeah. Or not to say that Pacino doesn't have that range, but De Niro seems to be willing to swing it more pitches. Yeah. And even in Bronx Tale, to be a, a caring, sensitive father in a mm-hmm. situation with a son, you you really you rarely see that with Pacino. Like there was Danny Collins or whatever that was kind of close to that, but no Bronx Tale. There was a sensitivity to De Niro. There's real like change. Yeah, and I think he's De Niro's just more successful in multiple genres than Pacino. Yeah, ever was even Mad Dog and Glory, which is kind of a, a forgotten comedy. He's damn good in that movie. You know? Yeah, very true. So your assumption, Ali, was correct. We are sticking with our original choice. Yeah. I don't know when that came up. I'm, I, I don't deny that it more than likely did. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I hate him for bringing it up again. I'm all, I feel dirty. <sighs> um, all right. Should we go to, <laughs> should we go to one more Matt to wash this off? Yeah, we'll do one more. All right. Uh, I'm gonna uh, skip Matt because Matt's all, we already read his uh, sure. uh, one of his. So should I go to Tim or sure. Drake? What do you think? Okay, Tim Williams. There's our Australian buddy here. Says good day, blokes. Hope you're having a cracking day, fellas. Several years back, I went traveling in Europe with a few mates. During that time, we visited France and saw them. He put Moana Lisa here. That's a completely different painting, <laughs> but the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I was excited to see it and see what all the fuss was about, but I got to say it was pretty disappointing. I couldn't get over how small it was, but hey, if you love it, best to you. So my question is, what's somewhere or something you went to see and it was real disappointing? Hey, even something you ate or drank. Let's leave movies out of it. Also, watch Koala Man on Disney+. Plus. It's an animated show, Good Laugh, and nails a lot of the Aussie stereotypes as well. Thanks again, blokes. Huru Timothy R. Williams. I think Koala Man is on Hulu here in the States, whereas mm-hmm. it probably is Disney Plus there um, in Australia. So, Matt, um, what is somewhere or something you went to see and it was real disappointing that isn't a movie? Can we change the word disappointing to underwhelming? Okay, sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I'll probably get dragged over the coals for this. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. But the Sistine Chapel. Oh, I was underwhelmed. The nuts on you, man. Underwhelmed. The Last Supper is way more impressive in person. Right on. It's huge. First off, The Last Supper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sistine Chapel is too, but it's on the fucking ceiling. It's so far away and it's hard to make out like all the intricate details that you see in pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can see it. Plus, you're shepherded into the room itself and you get like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And yeah, yeah. the 200 of you that are in there, whatever it is, then get pushed right back out. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get much time to spend with it. Now, last supper, you get that same amount of time, but there was like six of us in there. Mm-hmm. So you got to get up close. It's on a wall. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's huge. It's probably like 10, 12 feet tall, like from bottom of painting to top. It's a, a fresco. So it's, yeah part of the wall itself it's not painted onto it it's mixed in with the stucco or whatever they used mm-hmm. and uh it's amazing flat out yeah. the best the best part of it is right below i think it's right below jesus um there is now it's been blocked up but there was a doorway 
cut into it. Yeah. Because like a bishop or something moved there and wanted to add a hallway from the kitchen to that was the mess area. The, <laughs> the last supper was where the monks ate their meals. It's on the fucking wall. So the, the bishop or the cardinal, whoever it was, just cut a fucking hole in the wall and they just added a doorway through. And you're like, oh, my God, really? But that was way more impressive. I was underwhelmed by the Sistine Chapel. Wow. Yes. I am uh, one of those people. Most people are like, it's amazing. You see, it's like, I, I don't know. It's you're seeing with so many people. Yeah. You spend a third of the time just like getting bumped by people and looking over instead of just staring in awe. And it's fucking 50 feet up in the air. And yeah. So that's, wow. that's, that's my, the first one that came to mind. I think I have to say, and I've been here two, two I've been at it two or three times, the empire state building. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I've been at the top of the Eiffel tower, which that's a hell of a, that's a religious experience. I went to the world trade center, obviously way before nine 11. Um, but I've been to the top of the empire state building three times in my life, trying to find the thing that I'm missing in the experience of going to the empire state building. And you know, yeah, it's cool to look at from the outside because, of course, you've seen it in movies and whatever and pictures. But once you go inside, it's really underwhelming. It's just another office building. <laughs> and you get to the top and it's it's nice. You can look out and see the views of New York and stuff. But there are these hook overhangs to keep people from jumping off, you know, suicides and shit. And I think it really ruins the experience because you're just up there. It's cold as fuck. It's windy as fuck. At least three times I was up there. And um, it just doesn't have that magic that I okay. was hoping to feel um, when I went to the top of it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's it because I've, I've really enjoyed just about everyone, everything else I've seen sites-wise um, here in the States or overseas. Yeah, the more often than not, when someone's like, oh, you got to check out such and such. If mm. you're going that way, it's pretty much always worth it. Unless it's here in the States, like those old school roadside attractions or something that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've never really driven past any of those iconic ones. Mm -hmm. I don't think at least. Um, yeah, I know next year I, I want to make I want to figure out how we can take a trip because I I want to see Rushmore I want to Mount Rushmore I want to see Old Faithful I want to see the Grand Canyon so there's there's a number of things that I've never seen that are in our country you know, that I, I want to kind of see the sights for you know before I get too old to be able to go do that stuff so I want to see it yeah Grand Canyon is a hundred percent impressive yeah a hundred percent. I saw it when I was 16 and Oof. that's the age where you're like, fuck all that. Like whatever. <laughs> and you see it and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been back since I went, that's one where I would happily go again oh, wow. because it's so huge. Right. I don't even know if we went to, I'd have to look on the map if we went to the South side or the North side, but it's different. And did like whitewater rafting in it, which was amazing. And oh yeah, that's right. Hiked down a chunk of it and hiked back up. And right. like, there's if you like to be outdoors, there's a ton of stuff to do. Yeah, you know, be wary when you go because obviously it's in the desert. But right, uh, yeah, Grand Canyon. But I've never seen Rushmore. I've never seen. Uh, we've been talking about doing a camping trip up to Yellowstone. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fun. Um, 
Yeah, I'd want to just put the pack on their areas that you're allowed to just, yeah, go hike and wherever you end up is where you end up. Yeah, yeah. And just do that. Um, Because I don't see the point of driving there and then going to an official campground. It's like, yeah, right. That seems fun in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all this one, you can just have your car on and then it's like, what? So it's just a bunch of RVs and stuff. Like, how is that the experience that you're looking for? At least for me. I respect that. Um, city-wise, I would say Vegas real quick before we wrap up. I, I've never been impressed with Vegas, not no. even for a second. I've no. been there multiple times, and it irritates the piss out of me every single time I go. And, yeah, nothing about it feels cool. Uh, it, from the sky and at night, the visuals, yeah. the skyline, incredible. Yeah, but fly in at see. night. I would yeah. recommend that because it's cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hundred percent during the day. That city is so depressing. Yes, it really is. It's so depressing, and everything's bigger than you think it is, and then everything's on top of each other more than you think it is, and it's just, yeah, it's it's really not conducive to walking around. Yeah. I, it, you know, it's just it's weird. You know, you feel danger around every corner. Yeah, so. plus everybody is their absolute peak obnoxiousness. <laughs> You're right. Well, it's just like man, we're Vegas. Like, oh my God, there are tens of thousands of people here. Yeah. All gonna go home and purport to have the craziest Vegas story. <laughs> it's like I it's Vegas. It's I can't at this point I can't take more than a day, max two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I had friends going not long ago and they're like, You wanna go? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Vegas. I don't I don't really like I don't mind gambling, but it's not something I I you know look forward right. to doing either i don't really give a shit right right so if you're not doing that there's not a lot to do yeah there's a million shows and stuff but do you want to pay 150 200 to see a show yeah like not really yeah i was there for CinemaCon, and it was like we stayed at caesar's and it was just like yeah at least that's a good hotel it was a nice hotel no doubt and it, and it was expensive but like the experience overall when i was leaving i was like man i it was great to see those movies or get those presentations, but this city does nothing for me, man. Nothing. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I mean, I left yeah. right after the Top Gun Maverick screening because they had stuff still going for the rest of the day. I was like, Poof, got in the car to get the fuck out of there, man. So, 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Thank you all so much. And thanks to Timothy R. Williams for that uh, message and email. We appreciate it, Matt. We appreciate all our. Uh, patrons who've been a part of our top 10, whether you're recent, uh, relatively recent, or been with us from the beginning. We appreciate it madly um, very much. Uh, Matt, what else do we have to tell them? Um, look, you can follow me at Matt Nost. Check me out sometime. There you go. That's it. That's it. You can follow me at the Roca says as well. Y'all be well, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode here of Topic Thunder. Thunder.